welcome back to our second episode of Figure in Your 20s. It's Emily. And Joy. And uh, you made it to the second episode. Uh, today we're going to be talking about parents and mistakes. But I want to recap first just a little bit on our Halloween. Because I went up to Huntsville and I went and hung out with my friend. It was her birthday. Her and her twin brother's birthday, actually. They both are spook babies. And so I went up there and I hung out with them and it was a lot of fun. And I honestly don't sound any better than I did last week. So. Um, I almost do. Almost. Yeah. Didn't last as long as you. The world just hates me, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was only like overly down a note for a couple of days. Yeah. <coughs> Anything exciting for Halloween? <coughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Not this year. Stayed home, watched movies. That's what she did. But no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about especially if you're still excuse me, in your twenties and you live at home. What's it like living at home with your parents? Well, I mean it's different now with the kids too. My mom just got engaged uh, and uh <laughs> Her fiance has three young kids. Um, so, I mean, that's quite an adjustment, still getting used to that. But, I mean, otherwise, living at home, like, if you're smart, you save money. If you're like me, you just don't know where your money goes. <laughs> I'm fortunate I don't have, like, a, a crazy ass. Oh, I mean, it's crazy, but. Some moms are crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't make it difficult by any means. I'm thankful. That's good. Thank Jesus. (laughs) Thank Jesus. For me, living at home in my 20s, it's very... I've been living at home on and off. I've moved out and I've come back. Um, And me and my mom, we bonk heads a lot. And that's just because... My mom still, I think she still just sees me, you know, kind of as a kid. You know, she doesn't see me as a 23-year-old adult. She's like, you know, you're my kid. Yes, but she still get like, leaves you with all the responsibilities and, like, expectations. Yeah, and, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do my fair share and whatnot, but sometimes living at home, it's like, no matter what you do, it's just not enough. Yeah. You could literally be bending over backwards and it's just not enough. Now, I'm fortunate that I don't have to pay rent living at home because my parents know that like I have intentions to go back to school and whatnot, but you know, and current situations, so they're pretty lax on having to pay rent. But no, I other than that, it's pretty good. I chip in, I do, you know, I take care of my dog. I have both dogs. So I don't know. Sometimes it could be fun. Sometimes it'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you wake up Saturday morning, you got a big whiff of breakfast cooking, and you're like, mm, dad's up there cooking. <laughs> oh, I will never miss that. Because I lived out on my own before, and nobody's up there cooking at my place <laughs> at, on a Saturday morning. Dead ass, two o'clock last night, I'm, I'm thinking about that. Like, if I live on my own, like, I mean, sometimes, like, obviously I'll, I'll cook my own meals anyway, but like, you don't get to come home and, like, 
have a plate left in the fridge for you or anything like that. Like, fuck no. I just not eat. <laughs> Buy a bunch of vegan frozen pizzas and shake a Those vegan chicken nuggets don't get enough hype. They're pretty good. Honest, honestly, I gave them to my grandma. My grandma's like, fuck, I was 70 now. And she's like, I wouldn't even be able to tell if you didn't tell me. They're good. They are freaking good. I yeah. think I like them more than like regular chicken, like actual chicken nuggets. You know, like, you, your mom always has food in the fridge. And I love that. So, like, it's there's always something. There's always something. <laughs> At my house, we've gone all week without groceries. <laughs> we've gone all week. I've been living off cereal, pizza, and fast food, and I hate fast food. I absolutely, if you know me, you know that I don't eat fast food. I, it's not my first choice to go out and buy myself <coughs> a fast food burger or a sub. It's not me. And so my choice of fast food is chicken. So, of course, I'll get, like, a chicken wrapper, a chicken burger, or something. But that's... I've literally probably only eaten four out of... Three and a half days out of four. That's not good. It's, it's okay. I've survived on cereal. My parents have had food. Don't get me wrong. They had food. Like, they ate fish. I can't eat fish. But, like, they had fish and, like, yeah, I could make myself eggs. But I was just... I'm still getting over cold. I don't have the energy... But they know they gotta go shopping. <laughs> I mean, some weeks it is like that, especially when the kids aren't here. Like, especially mom and Aaron's at work all day, and then it's just me at home. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, I'm pretty self-sufficient that way. Yeah. Like, if there's if there's stuff to cook, like, don't be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'll cook. <coughs> but no, my mom does not still do my laundry. My mom has not done my laundry since I was 12 years old. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, when I turned 12 and I lived on the farm, my mom was like, laundry day. Today you are going to learn how to do your laundry. And she taught me how to sort. Do you think I still sort? I am a single 23-year-old who lives at home. I do two weeks of laundry in one weekend because I don't wear that much clothing because I only wear my pajamas and then I go to work and then maybe... Something for riding or adventure on the weekend, and that's it. Yeah. See, like, I wasn't allowed to touch the dishes for, like, two years. Seriously? Yeah, because I, I don't know. I wasn't cleaning it right, or, and, like, I kept breaking dishes, too, and so I'm clumsy. So my mom just got to the point, she's like, all right, don't, don't. You're done. Just don't. You're done. You're cut. <laughs> I've seen the effort. It's like when people know that they're going to do... Like, they don't want to do something, so they do an absolute shitty fucking job. Boys cleaning. <laughs> Mom, I can't find it. If I come in yeah. there and I find it. Yeah. I've had that many of times, too. It's not too bad living with your parents. If your parents, you know, are understanding and they're not very anal. I know some parents can be. Like, I know there's parents whose 20-year-olds live at home and they're like, you need to, like, you need to buy a house. You yeah. need to buy a house. Like, and you can house. stay until you're 40. It's okay. You're going to be the 40 non-virgin living at home. <laughs> no. No, you're going to be the 40-year-old year old, no, non-virgin with mom living at home. Oh, my God, no. I refuse. <laughs> I fucking refuse. No. 
like my parents have expectations and do worry about me and that's always great and I know some people don't have that and I'm very grateful that I do have two parents that give a shit even though they sometimes give a shit way too much than they should well you're lucky your parents are still even together like that's another huge thing that most people they shouldn't be (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing they shouldn't be (laughs) I love my parents both of them individually together (laughs) I don't really know it's you, they say opposites attract, and in this case, it uh, does not. I feel like your dad's just way too chillaxed. My dad <laughs> is a very hippie-type countryman. He doesn't like the city. He really likes the country. He likes, you know, sitting down, vibing out, having a beer, chilling, listening to some music. No, you I know? love your dad. <laughs> and my mom's very much, you know... In the house, live in the city, amenities close, nature far, and she's happy. And my dad is very not Your mom is not happy. Your mom is not a happy person. (laughs) You know, she has her days. She has her days. She does have her happy days, but no. I mean, I guess she has been stressed out the last couple months, too, though. Yeah, she's been helping my sister a lot with the baby. That's another thing about a parent. Is sometimes you get babies and you don't even expect them. Like my sister. She got pregnant. And oh my god, my mom. When I say some parents take things into their own hands. Like my mom was like, give me all of your bullshit. All of it. I want it all. And was like head in the game. And I was like, mom, you know how you know why your dad's not stressed? Because dad like, doesn't care. He's like, as long as the baby and her are healthy and happy. Yeah. It don't matter. But no, not my mama. My mama wants to know everything. Is this the same stuff? Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's the... No, the last stuff I gave you was mostly banner. And then that stuff's uh, blueberry. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you. Miss... (laughs) I don't really have... I should have really thought out some more mistakes. I... I have a couple. I'll start with the most recent ones. Taking a job an hour and a half away, knowing I have a sleeping condition. And, you know, and not even related to the condition, but I end up totaling my car because I have to make that distance. I had to make that distance every day for a month. That was a mistake. And I learned from that, that I will not take a job that is more than 45 minutes away. Illegally, you shouldn't. Legally, I can't. <laughs> Legally, I can't. Um, you know, just, I, you know, for legal purposes, I'm not allowed to drive 45 minutes away. And uh, the police know this. So, yeah. But uh, sometimes, I, you know, I just drive safely if I have to make a long journey. It's mostly for work, though. They're like, day trips, eh, work. If you have to work, like, a 12-hour shift and then drive an hour or longer. No. They're like, no, honey. You're going to die. You go, <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to sleep in your car. Yeah, I'll fall asleep and I'll die. And I love how I got in an accident and I w- it wasn't even from my condition. Yeah. It was literally from my windows fogging. So, And that's not the only accident, either. That's a, that's, yeah. Mistakes, accidents, car accidents are mistakes. I'll ramble through my car accident mistakes. 
<coughs> and one of them's like, one of them my parents like to tell me is nothing ever good happens between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. Fucking true. Nothing good ever happens between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. And well, my, my silliness, dumbass, I was younger. I was probably 18. No, I was probably 19, 20-ish, 21 maybe. Uh, was out driving with some friends. Had a newer-ish car, had it for a while, but these were newer friends. Not great friends, which was another mistake. Shitty friends. Bad crowd. Um, and I got t- almost got T-boned and I rammed my car up a sign and over an ice, like over the ledge of the road onto an ice mount and I knocked the sign down and everything and then the boys of course they bailed they're like peace up a town gone and the one girl that was with me that was I was friends with stayed and that was a mistake oh no (laughs) that was a bad mistake you got any mistakes (laughs) fuck I mean yeah, I got a couple, like, some of them, I mean, I guess I've got a few of the same one, like, there's a couple nights I've called my mom at, like, 2, 3 in the morning, I mean, Thanksgiving that just passed, <laughs> uh, but other than that, like, it's nothing, I don't really fuck up majorly, um, I, actually, a couple weeks ago, I, I did hit somebody's uh mirror yeah. it, it was fine but i was still like oh fuck <laughs> i feel like i've made a lot of mistakes for my age because i was and kind of still am a little bit stubborn um a mistake i made was dating a few people that my parents told me not to true Jana james <laughs> <laughs> oh he's in the penitentiary eh i don't know if Lindsay? i told you that Fucking one of them. I don't know. He's in a peg Or corn. I don't know. I <laughs> said that. I don't know. That's funny, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Karma comes full circle. And Barry told me that. See, Bear? Yeah. He's out. But, uh, no. John. Matt. <laughs> Who else was another mistake? <laughs> Kaylee. You don't know about the Kaylee story. Um, that'll be in another podcast. But Kaylee was a mistake. And relationship-wise, those were kind of like all my mistakes. Like other relationships, I don't regret them other than those ones. See, my only one was really James. Sorry, I don't regret them. They were very... I do regret them. And they were very big mistakes. And James was like my first actual boyfriend, too. So it was just like, come on. <laughs> that was like me with John. But I was like 18 or 19, so... Dumb. Because mm-hmm. you're young, dumb. Young, dumb and <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, what other mistakes have I made? Oh, a mistake that I made that I didn't even, it wasn't even, I could say it was my mistake, but at the same time, I was just done with the situation, is when one of my exes forced forced me 
to let him drive my vehicle after I said he couldn't. And he totaled it on the drive back. That's fucked. And then he tried to give me his shitty car. And I said, why would I want your shitty car? And he was the ugliest crier. Oh, no. And my dad literally asked when he was crying, what's wrong with that boy? Because <laughs> he was, I don't even know, he was doing this, like, this, like, <laughs> like, overdramatic, like, hunching, like, crying motion. And my dad's like, what the hell is wrong with that boy? Gonna have a seizure? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to get out of here, please. That's why I don't like people driving my cars. Like, yeah. That's why I want a manual so badly. Yeah. That because, A, it's something to do with my hands. But, well, I'm driving. Keep me awake. But, like, not a lot of people know how to drive manual. They fucking yeah. get in that car, try still. Fuck it. Ain't worth the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. Oh, I've got one. Um. And it's so stupid, actually. It was in, as when I first got the truck, I think, like within that first year. Mm-hmm. And because so many people that go to a restaurant live in the subdivision. Yeah. Uh, like I parked like a- across the street from my house on the road. And it was one of those things that, like, I don't know. I, like, I was rushing and shit. And then. This, I don't know, I backed up into this guy's truck. So I find him in the restaurant. I'm like, hey, buddy, like, sorry to tell you, but I just fucking hit your car. Like, you need to come out kind of thing. And, um, he's fucking hammered. And, like, he was, he definitely just lived, like, around in the subdivision. So he's just going to drive home. Unsafe, but yeah. But, like, it was, like, dinner time when this happened, too. So he's at Jesse's getting hammered. And he's like, oh, fuck it. I don't care. He's, um... He worked for the, the company of the truck that he had. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, oh, I don't care, yada, yada, yada. But it was like four grand and not a scratch on the truck. <laughs> not a scratch. Oh, here's one. I remember I was in high school, grade 12, and I just dropped my mom off at work. I had to go home because I had something to do, so I had to borrow the car. So I dropped my mom off at work, and I'm at the top of Park Hill and Bethune. So it's like that horrible hill intersection. Somebody's making the right on or the left onto Bethune. I stopped. And just as I finished putting full pressure on the brake, somebody rear ends me. And I look oh my <laughs> throw God. my hands up and I'm like, are you kidding me? That's terrifying. <coughs> Especially at that spot. Holy. Like I don't I avoid that spot at all. Like all costs. Yeah. It was in the winter too. Which was Man. so fun. Actually, I know. Oh, I didn't know her, but my well, my mom was a DSW. She knew somebody that died, like in that area on a bike. It was just like in yeah, it's area. intense. It's a very so in our hometown. We like we have a couple of plot areas that have really bad blind spots just because the hills or the road or the whatever. It's this one has a high. Uh, high accident rating <laughs> for the spot. So this guy rear-ends me. I tell him to pull over to the next street. I get out. His front end is totaled. So I look at his front end and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, what's the trunk gonna look like? What's the rear end of my mom's car look like? It has three possibly bullet to BB size holes in it. Three. Okay. And it costs $3,000 to fix my mom's bumper. 
And she didn't talk to me for two weeks. Oh my God. And it wasn't even my fault. That's another thing with parents. Like, it wasn't, maybe it's just my mom, but like, it wasn't <laughs> even my fault. It wasn't my fault. I got rear-ended and she didn't talk to me for two weeks. She was the last person I called to that I told that I got rear-ended. My, my dad was the first person. Oh, man. I, see, I wish I had, like, that kind of diversity where, like, you know, like, good cop, bad cop, but, like, mm-hmm. I have The first thing my mom asked was, is her car okay? And I said, you have three holes in your bumper, and she hung up. Oh, <laughs> she didn't ask if I was okay, because my mother's logic, get this, my mother's logic is, if you are calling me, you are not dead. <laughs> <laughs> You are oh, alive. Fuck. And I'm like, I could be calling you from the back of an ambulance. I could be calling you from the hospital. It could be a P- an EMS calling you from my cell phone. You have no idea who's going to be on the other end. okay. <laughs> you have another no idea who's going to be on the end of that line. You can't just assume you see my name pop up. If this child done something stupid. Like, hello? It could be a manly man's voice on the other end. Hey, uh, hello, ma'am. Who's calling for your daughter? How's my car? <laughs> yeah, I've got a different experience with my mom, but we won't, I mean, for I like almost 10 that. years, it was like, only her and I, so. That was a mistake we made, a mistake what? we made, when we went up to the abandoned house in your truck. Yeah, that old fucking railway spike or whatever. No, someone had ripped off the spike from the fence, because it was a, a gated, there was a, gar- oh, a gated fence that yeah. used to be there, like a barbed fence. yeah. Like cast iron, cast iron yeah. vents. And uh, they had ripped off one of them because it was rusted. So they ripped one of them off and had put it in the ground in this uh, turnaround point that you could go around the gate because it was closed. And people in our local area go check out these places all the time. They're now torn down. Drain Brothers bought the property to excavate. That was Drain Brothers. Yeah. Cool. So um, now that, but we went around the bend and... We had the windows down. We would have heard it, but we didn't. And we got to the top of the driveway, and the driveway was pretty long. I want to say it was a good, probably a good 30, 40 yards. Yeah. And uh, we get up there, and we hear this wheezing. <laughs> and we're like, what the? And then Phoebe, Phoebe comes to discovery that, was it your front tire? Yes, yeah, it was. Yes. Your front driver's tire. I don't know how we missed the back one. Because when you turn, your back tire doesn't follow your front tire track. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's how you missed your back tire. Thank God. Rather yeah. one flat than two. Well, the thing is, too, like, I was super lucky that I think it, it just got patched or something. I don't think we actually had to replace the tire. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. My mom was not impressed with that one just because of, like, the whole trespassing thing. Yeah, and the fact that we have two feet in a heartbeat, and we could have walked up there. Yeah, but you don't want to leave the truck by the road, because that, I mean, then it's that just seems like saying, suspicious. hey, there's people, you know, wandering around the abandoned properties. Come check us out. Yeah. You know? Um, but the thing was, these properties, it wasn't really trespassing, because um, just it, because from what I know from the Police Foundation's course that I took, that there has to be a posted notice. Yeah, and there wasn't any. There was no posted either. notices. There was no sign that said that the property was up for sale, that the property was leased, there was a, it was private property or whatever. So under under restriction under law, the police could just say, like, hey, you guys can't be here, but they wouldn't be able to press charges on us. Um, 
But yeah, I was telling Fe- uh, Joy here to roll <laughs> down the hill. And she was like, no. And I was like, girl, yes, if you don't, you're going to have to roll it down on a rim. And then we ended up just leaving it up there. And you're like, fuck it. Just leave it. And so we're like, oh, okay. And we went adventuring and then called your mom after. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't think to change the tire. Oh, right. We couldn't because they were rusted on. Yeah, the one under the truck, it, it's never coming off unless I, like, cut it off. Yeah, yeah, that's what you were saying. Just because I don't think it's ever been changed. And I remember actually Doug Sean a couple years ago tried to do it. And he's like, no, no way. <laughs> I was just going to say, there's hope because my 96 Chevy had its original rim come off the other day when I had to change the tire. Was it screwed off or was it like cut off though? No, like it was one of those ones where you stick the pole in and it's attached to the winch system. Okay, yeah. And like my dad didn't think it was going to come out because it never been used. You tell the thing, that winch system was looking hella freaking shiny. Like it was like yeah. a brand new winch system. It was like, damn, wow, that, that. That did nice. And then the tire was flat and just low on air because it had never been used. But, yeah. It's like my first actual accident. I, I think, yeah. It wasn't even my fault. It was not my fault. <laughs> and um, this guy was running a light at, like, kind of like a three-way red light, like, at uh, Lindsay Road 30. And uh, I T-boned him, and I, like, I knew the Jeep was fucked. Like, I knew it was totally fucked. And I almost killed this guy. It was terrifying. I saw his face, like, as I was hitting him. But anyway, um, I, I, the first thing I did was I, I screamed a little bit. I got out. I ran over to the guy, and I'm like, are you okay? Do you need me to call anyone? He's like, no, no, no. So I instantly, the first person I called was my mom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was just in an accident. I don't know where I am, um, but like heading to town the regular way, kind of thing. Yeah. And like dipshit Doug actually heard it, like, and um. Sure. No, he he like jumped right out of bed. He's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> oh, that's good. He's good sometimes. <laughs> He's good sometimes. Parents have their good qualities sometimes, and they have their bad ones. Yeah. But I was like, I thought I was going to get in trouble, but I still, like, I was in shock, too. Like, I was crying the night before. I cried myself to sleep the night before, so my eyes were, like, that really, really swollen. Oh, like, crusty, swollen. Uh, yeah, so I Puffy. looked fucked. It was, like, just... I would have just started winter. crying again. Well, I was, I was crying, like, the whole time, and I'm shaking, so I've got, like, this little jacket on. And the cop's just like, just go sit in the back of the car. Like, I don't want to go sit in the back of your car. <laughs> He's like, you have to. Like, you're, you're gonna in die. shock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrifying. Oh, it is terrifying. I remember the accident that I got in with Matt and he told my car. I I remember that one in slow motion. That one was intense. Um, I remember my very first at-fault accident involving another vehicle was when I... It was, like, three months after I just got my first car. Like, my own car. Like, in my name. Everything. And I looked down... I looked... Sorry. I had looked... Abby was on the phone with me at the time. And I looked to my right because I saw... My left because I saw a van sitting there. So when I went to go look back (coughs) to see if the light or if there was room in front of me to, like, let him in, you know, just being a nice citizen a kind individual, I looked back, and the car in front of me was a lot closer than it was before. 
Jesus. <laughs> and I felt so bad because she was a nurse and she was just getting off shift and heading home to relieve her babysitter. I was like, I am so sorry. But yeah, it cost $2,000 to fix my hood. And I drove around with that for two months, messed up. It, was, it wasn't going nowhere, trust me. It was, it was jammed in the position it was in. We had a twist tied, like the front fender twist tied up and everything because it was shaky and busted. And people would tell me when I was driving that my hood was messed up. And I was like, I know, I got in my car this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, I didn't, I wasn't present when it happened. So that was, that was a great time. My mom, when she heard it about it, she walked in the house and laughed. I was like, thank you. I feel and like- she's like, not my guy. <laughs> I feel like in Canada, you definitely get in more accidents, obviously, because of the snow. And some people just don't know how to drive. Yeah, some people shouldn't have their licenses whatsoever. And I also think once you hit hit retirement, you should have to go rewrite your license. Yeah. I think once you hit 65, you should be, by law, should have to go rewrite your license. Makes sense. Because I don't even know how long, I don't have my wallet here. I don't even know how long licenses last. I think kind of a lifetime, unless there's something, no? No, I think they expire after five years or something. You have to renew your license. What? Like, you have to renew your health card. Yeah, yeah. Just (laughs) Canadian things. (laughs) But, uh... One mistake I made, the my first first legal illegal mistake that I made was when I was probably seven or eight. And disclaimer, my parents do know about this, so don't try and wrap me out. <laughs> they had to be there because FY uh, little spoiler, police were involved. <laughs> I was seven or eight and <laughs> A real rebellious kid, and me and me, me and the couple of guys in elementary school that the guys that would oddly hang out with me because I got bullied a lot. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why because I said I was a witch in like grade one, and everyone just hung on to that and just <laughs> kept Sorry. that bad bitch going all the way through <laughs> to grade eight. Um, but we were had these rocks, and there was this guy's house that was right over, so we weren't thinking much of it. We were tossing the rocks over the garage and like hitting the other side of the roof and then hearing the, and then just like mm-hmm. whatever. And we were, we were, we didn't hear them hitting any tin or anything like that, but the guy's truck was parked there. Oh no. It wasn't no new truck. Don't worry. It was some like 2007 silver. Okay. I guess it was new. <laughs> but like, um, this man, it was old. He was an old grumpy man. I don't know why I live by an elementary school, but he came up, we heard a crack and we thought nothing of it. And then we hear, Hey, and we're like, Oh shit. So we book, we're gone and we're gone. And he somehow found out who we were. What the hell? I don't know. Small elementary school girl. Yeah. 2,444 people in that town. Yeah. <laughs> and they won't take long. And our principal came, got us out of class and took us to the office. And there was a police officer there. 
And we're all just kind of like, we're back. Because I was in the office all the time because I was an outsider. Because I was low-key best friends with the principal. Shout out to Miss Atkins. You were one <laughs> hell of a cool bitch. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I loved you. Um, even though I literally gave you a hard fucking time. Uh, and we got to the principal's office. And the police officer said, and the gentleman was there too. And so when we saw him, because he was standing in the back of the door. So we walk in and see the police officer. And he was standing here. So we see him and we're like, oh shit. So he's like, do you kids know what you just did? And we're like, no, we were just playing. And he said, you guys just cracked the window on my truck, blah, 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 blah. It was his front window, front windshield. And the police officer said, he literally let this offer this man to press charges against seven and eight year olds. Oh my God. This man. And he said, no, I want them to learn a lesson. But I don't want to press charge because we would just be filed under, um, like the, oh my God, the children's, like the youth, yeah. the youth act. Yeah. So <laughs> we wouldn't, so pretty much we'd get like community hours and shit like that. And we would have to do it, pay it back that way and not go to prison because that's not how it works. <laughs> but the police officer said, so what would you like to do? He's like, I want them to write because we were seven and eight. So he's like, I want them to write a note, a letter, apologizing. I want these kids to write an actual apology. And I okay. wanted to be sincere. And so, and he had us hand deliver it to him. And he made us apologize to him in person and everything. We had to do this together. Jesus. Like me and the two other guys had to go and do this together. I know exactly who these two were. It was Reed and Joel. Ended up dating Joel in grade five. Um, <laughs> we matured young. Um, <laughs> and, uh. Yeah, and that was it. And then we never heard from the man again. That's annoying. <laughs> He's probably dead now. May he rest in peace. But, yeah, that was my first encounter with the police. <laughs> Seven and eight years old, and my mama was so mad. <laughs> my mama kicked the shit out of my ass when I was at home. Because the principal called my mom at work and told her. Mm. And my mama was ready to come in there, take my ass home right then and there and kill me. She waited. She pondered upon that anger and waited. She waited till she was done work at her peak mat. Yeah. After all oh. the stress of the day. Oh. You know, like have, a, like, have a Caribbean mother who's a hothead, who works with people, who hates people, who gets mad at every day after work, and then her child does some stupid shit like that. That pent-up anger is like... It's like... That feeling waiting for your mom to come home. It's not even... No. <laughs> Literally, we had the driveway. Our house was on a hill, so you could see the highlights coming up the driveway. No, no. So, um, like, it was coming home. It was like... It was like Satan arriving in hell. <laughs> I do love my mom. I know she listens to this. <laughs> and I do love you, mommy. Oh. And she's probably up there. You little... <laughs> bitch don't love me. <laughs> I do. I do love her. I've spoiled her. I've spoiled her. Or I tried to. She deserves it once in a while. But, no, the hardest thing is having to get your, that adjustment between your, becoming an, an adult and a kid with your parents. I'd say that's, like, the hardest adjustment. And I'm still going through it. I'm 23. Yeah. But when you live at home, it's hard to your for your parent to see you as that adult because you know you're in their house you still follow by their rules and all you have is a car and a job and free like that's about it 
they don't care when I come and go. My parents aren't like that. They don't care when I come and go, you know. As long as I'm not coming through with a goddamn party. But, you know, that's, that's about it. And, uh... But once I move out, like, I feel like our relationships will be much better. Because I'm not going to be there all the time to nat at. Yeah. She'll feel... She will have... In a sense, my mom will feel like she has her space back, and I'll feel like I have my own space. Because I feel yeah. like she just thinks I'm cluttering up her space. Like, I, like, I, I, like, honestly, I have a saddle sitting at home in my front hallway. Do you think she's happy about that? <laughs> I have nowhere to put it. I have to find a spot to put it, but I'm taking it with me tomorrow to try it out to see if it's going to fit Pepsi. But... Just leave it in the car. The thing fills my trunk, dude. I already have my XR, my FXR helmet in there. And I have clothes that I have until drop off the donation, which I was going to do on my way home. But. No. My sister says it gets better, so I'm gonna trust her. <laughs> Once you move out again, too, definitely, I think the relationship would improve. Yeah, I'm also that 20 year old that's like, I'm gonna buy a house. Because think about it this way when you buy a house, you put, you want, at least wanna put 20% down. You at least wanna put 20% down on the house. And so. Once you do that, you pay a mortgage on a house. And so, and you kind of, you know, you pay off the rest of the home. But in retrospect, like, your mortgage can cost you up to maybe $1,400 a month. So why are you going to pay $1,400 a month for a two-bedroom apartment in a basement when you can just pay that on a house? Yeah. And it's yours. Like, call me crazy or stupid. But to me, that makes sense. Definitely. And, like, that's just my goal. And, you know, and for me, like, to do that, to get, is getting in, is step one, is getting back to school and getting in the career that, you know, I want. Yeah. And this is the thing, too. Like, a lot of people don't settle for a job. Don't ever settle for a job. Settle for a career. Like, for me, a career is something that's going to be paying me well for the work that I'm doing. A job is going to pay you half for the same amount of work. A career is going to pay you what you're worth for the work. And that's what I'm working towards. Right now, I'm in a job. If they were going to talk some real figures, then I would consider it a career. Mm-hmm. But... There ain't really any f big figures coming out of it. Coming out of, you know, some blue collar, not even less. So, but, yeah. You have anything else? Well, I'm good on talking about my mess ups. <laughs> yeah, it's enough for today. I could still keep going. Like one time my mom told me not to. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I can still keep going. Just boom. My, one time, my mom told me not to touch a candle because the wax was hot. I didn't listen to her. I touched the candle, and then she yelled and screamed at me while I while she rinsed off my hand in cold water. Aww. After she told me, she's like, I just told you, don't touch the goddamn candle wax. It's hot. And what do you do? You go and touch the goddamn candle wax like I fucking told you not to. Like I fucking hit <laughs> it. And now here we are. <laughs> Another one, a mistake that I did once was this is a very classic mistake that I did. I have two actually classic mistakes that I did that I tell um, from my young childhood. I want to say it was probably like kindergarten, JK, SK, and I was counting out the steps from the front, the upstairs stairs to the downstairs stairs, and I counted them out heel to toe from to the kitchen and counted back, and I said, cool, the numbers add up. I put this birthday bag over my head, this big ass bag that's probably the size of me, at the time, like little feet just hanging out. And I count these steps out the same. I confidently, my mother watched me do this by the way. I confidently take my left foot and I turn to pivot sideways to step into the kitchen to where my mother's standing and I fall down three flights of stairs. <laughs> I blacked out. I don't remember waking up at the bottom. I remember waking up on the couch in the living room and my dad was on the other couch in the living room with an ice bag on his head because he had fallen down the same set of stairs with our new laptop, our new com Dell computer that day. And my mom looked at him, looked at me and said, that's your fucking kid. <laughs> I used to pop wheelies in my Barbie car, like my Barbie car Jeep, my battery operated one. We had these big ditches, so I'd pop wheelies in them. I'd like floor that thing, foot to the floor, and literally go as fast as I could into that ditch and come out and peelies on the side. And then my dad made me watch me make a makeshift ramp and then skid rocks. I still have the scars in my leg from it. In the summer when I tan, you can see all the little bumps in my leg from when the rocks were. I have a lot of scars. I have a lot of bruises. Um... Most of my ones from childhood kind of heal or like... Mine are all scars. <laughs> mine you can't really even see anymore. No. No, mine are treacherous. They're absolutely horrible. Uh, what's another one? I have a lot of silly ones from when I was a kid. I was such a... This is why it's such a surprise. This is why it's so amazing how it surprises my mom that I was like... I came out as bisexual. But... I was such like a tomboy. I was literally like elbows deep in worms and dirt. Same. You know, like, I was like, mom, it's butch baby all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm still the same. I ain't afraid to get my hands dirty. But those are... Sorry. No, what? I was just going to say, I think my mom all like always kind of knew. Because it was definitely different in that way. Oh, I was hella different. My mom just chose to ignore it. <laughs> and that's on being a Christian. <laughs> ignore it and... <laughs> ignore it and it hope it solves itself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. You know what? This has been a good second episode. It went by quick. Yeah. Well, thanks for 
checking into our second episode on parents and mistakes make sure to follow us on instagram at two broke canadians where you will catch all the updates on when the podcasts are going to be coming out and you can also follow us on our personal social medias if you choose at human not and at emily stewart with two w's all right thanks guys check back next week and we'll chat with you later and see ya don't make any stupid mistakes (laughs) 